Angie and Carly, two moms with two kids and two different types of cancer, lung and breast. They first met back in 2003 as AmeriCorps Promise Fellows in Boston, Massachusetts as struggling college graduates trying to find their way. Fast forward 16 years later, Angie's in Switzerland and Carly's in London, and they find their friendship reunited by cancer. Join these moms as they navigate through what it takes to heal themselves while raising kids in an expat world. Hey, Carly, how's it going? Yeah, it's going all right, actually. I like how you asked my question, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's going good, actually. I've had a great day today. Um, I tried a bit of a new fitness class, which was really exciting, some sort of EMS sort of fitness where it works on your muscles and you contract. And basically, you do less work, but you get more results. So that was quite fun, actually. Oh. That was pretty okay. cool. Um, I can tell you about more about that another time, actually, because, you know, I can go on and on about my fitness. Um, and, then, <laughs> and yeah, I spent most of the day, or not all the day, but some of the day, um, baking a cake. So my, a friend of mine um, that sort of helped me along my cancer journey, so to speak, has a birthday mm -hmm. coming up. So I think her birthday is December 15th, but I'm baking the cake a little bit early because it's only the 10th today <laughs> um, mm -hmm. of December. Um, but I decided to make that when the children were at school, so they wouldn't get all on the icing and the frosting and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't mm -hmm. working today. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been baking a cake, so I'm feeling really chocolatey at the moment, which is good. Uh -huh. um, but that particular friend, anyway, she really helped me like along my cancer journey, like help with the children, just someone that I could chat with and kind of keep it real, so to speak. Um, obviously, mm -hmm. I tend to keep it real with people anyway. But you know, when someone kind of asks you, "So, how are you feeling?" <laughs> um, I yeah, could actually so say the real answer or yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I could actually answer the real question, you know, in, in the real way, I suppose. Um so yeah, so anyway, I'm um treating her to a cake and um yeah, a bottle of port as well. Can't go wrong with a bottle Ooh. of port really. Very old fashioned okay, drink. So, but... so it's vegan chocolate cake with a bottle of port? Yeah, well that will be the gift, you see. Um but okay, the, yeah. the vegan chocolate cake actually is funny enough. I don't I'm not making it because it's vegan, but it just happens to be mm -hmm. a Mary Berry recipe in one of her cookbooks. Mm -hmm. And it's the um it's an American chocolate cake recipe. So it's mm -hmm. um, you know, it is is actually a vegan recipe somehow. There's no eggs oh. or butter in it or anything like that. Um and it just okay. happens to be so lovely actually. It's a really lovely cake and it's probably the closest cake that I've made that reminds me of being back in the States, um, the cakes in the UK, they tend to use quite a bit of butter. Um, and obviously, okay. you know, we like, is it Duncan Hines and what's the other brand that does it? Um, oh, Betty Crocker, not Mary. Betty Bear. Crocker, yeah. <laughs> Betty yeah. Crocker, that is it. Um, yeah, so I, I made my own cake from scratch, so to speak, Mary Berry recipe. Oh. And yeah, that's what I've been doing today. Pretty exciting. So working out and eating cake or making cake. <laughs> Hey, say. Yeah, having your cake and eating it too. <laughs> yeah, but that made me just think of obviously um, something to talk about. Like obviously, actually, the lady's cake name that I made the the lady that I made the cake for. She's actually called Mary. Funny enough, um, oh. but it just made me think of a lot, like all the support that I ha had along the way with my breast cancer journey. Um, you yeah. know, like I I found these yeah. like Facebook groups. Um, there's one called the Younger Breast Cancer Network that's really good for like women under the age of 45 that live in the UK. That's been like my ultimate resource. And then mm. also, um, Mummy Star, um, which helps mm -hmm. um, sort of women that have had babies or up to one year after birth. Um, they kind of support mm -hmm. you through the journey and the process and that thing. So that sort of stuff. And that's been absolutely wonderful. Um, and then also, yeah. funny enough, I think we met through mentoring, didn't we? 
Yeah, we did, yes, didn't we? Yes, we, did. <laughs> we? Of course we did. We of met course we at did. Mass mentoring partnership. To be get any more, you cannot get yeah. any more mentoring than that, can you? <laughs> no, no. But I mean, mentoring yeah. is so crucial. It's so, and like, like you said, especially in our cancer journeys, like if you find some type of mentorship, whether it's, you know, well, now everything is online thanks to COVID, mm. but you mm. know, this is, this is why, you know, like we humans are social beings who survive and thrive through connection, right? So mm-hmm. local support groups are great, but in a pandemic, online options are optimal. And, you know, I'm very open about my cancer. I share the good, the bad, the ugly. And I recently found something great. So AstraZeneca reached out to me and shared this really impactful program I didn't know about. It's called Notes of Encouragement and supports patients faced with lung cancer. They send note cards and emails with personal stories and other real helpful info to support patients going through lung cancer treatment. In less than 30 seconds, you or a loved one can sign up to notesofencouragement.com and start receiving words of wisdom from real people who are going through treatment. I'll mention that AstraZeneca is sponsoring this podcast but I agreed to share this with you because I know some of you listening could benefit from knowing about notes of encouragement. Life can be complicated. So when we find opportunities to help it, to help make it easier, we take them. So yeah, I, I was very excited about um, AstraZeneca sponsoring this podcast. Our first sponsor. Thank you, AstraZeneca. Thank you, AstraZeneca. It's very, very exciting, isn't it? Very, yeah, very it is. Exciting. And, and, and the program, I can say for real, is like, is, is amazing because, you know, like imagine you, you've just been saddled with this diagnosis. You have like, you don't even know where to start, go and like literally in 30 seconds, you go on the website, notesofencouragement.com and you find yourself a virtual mentor. And they like, you know, you just put in your, your email address and like your physical address and they will physically send you a card and you know to encourage you to just like stay on your treatment or you know to stay on the plan and just to keep going and you know a lot of times we we just need a little nudge a little encouragement especially when you're feeling down and sad and everything so yeah I think it's great yeah, it's great. I mean, obviously we met through mentoring as well. So I'm all about mentoring, yeah. <laughs> you know, keeping notes of encouragement, keeping in touch, that sort of a thing. I think it's, um, it really helps actually, especially when, um, obviously I worked for a mentoring program for adopted and foster youth and a lot of our mentors were adopted or went through foster care from the start. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it's good having someone like you, um, when you're going through treatment and I actually, um, funny enough, when I was diagnosed, um, there was breast cancer now and they kind of, no, they're called breast cancer now, but they were breast cancer care. Um, they had a mentoring program, or I call it mentoring, but they didn't call it that. They called it the program Someone Like You. And basically, mm-hmm. I had a, a girl that was a, she was a younger, um, you know, I think she was a mom as well with breast cancer. Or she's, you know, she's been, she had it a few years back. And I used to call her on the phone. So I'd be in a play group and I would say, hey, can you look after my girls while I just have this call for about 40 minutes or so or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. It just depended on mm-hmm. what I had to say. 
and that actually mm-hmm. that really really helped me like I found out mm-hmm. about like a portacath so having a port um oh, different yeah. drugs probably different things that I've told you to be honest Andy yeah, <laughs> yeah. you are my mentor Carly yeah 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 but I'm just saying like this is like where I've got the knowledge from you see I didn't like learn it just you know along the way but this is where you know this is where it's come from and um yeah she really helped me just with like the ins and outs of where things come and where things go and it was all like anonymous as well so I never had her phone number or anything like that it was just through the program but it I think sometimes Mm -hmm. that actually helped me not really knowing them to be honest because I could just say you know what I was thinking as well but obviously we developed trust Mm -hmm. and we had a relationship so yeah I'm all about that Angie that's great and especially with um the pandemic right because it's yeah it's difficult to keep in touch with people you know in yeah. person or through a pandemic or if people are in hospital mm-hmm. or if they are you know on chemo or radiation I think oftentimes well cancer life gets quite busy doesn't it <laughs> yeah oh yes as we know and I'm I'm happy that you know they're targeting the lung cancer community because mm. you know you breast cancer community folks have your game on lock and you know you're you've got it down you're like the model to, to follow um, yeah keep on I mean <laughs> keep it keep it up so. keep up the great work really I think it should all be an yeah. even playing field shouldn't it really yeah of course, um, of there course. should be the same sort of supports and charities and businesses helping you know everybody with all different types of cancers and mm-hmm. um you know if if one company can do it then many can do it so this isn't just something yeah. that ends it starts it's the beginning and yeah. that's really exciting. I could probably go on and on about sort of this sort of thing, as you know. <laughs> you used to sit in my chair, actually, when we were at mass mentoring, didn't you? <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Literally. I know exactly. I know exactly. But speaking, I'm not sitting on a chair right now. I'm laying down in a bed. Um, in a bed? Okay. This in is a bed. normal. Not this my is a, bed. Yeah. Not your bed. <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, do you, bed. Have you been bed hopping? No. No, I'm no. joking. <laughs> I, I, it's not my marital bed, not the guest room bed. I'm in the hospital bed again. <laughs> oh dear! Now, I remember uh, when yeah, we um, recorded a podcast about called like straight out of hospital. So you're back in it, you say? Mm-hmm. What? I'm back. What's in. going on? What's going on? So I had a little setback again, um, like relatively quick after my last chemo, um, and I developed some new bumps that like I keep discovering myself like with my hands okay. <laughs> like with all the state-of-the-art you know equipment sometimes a good old you know it's, uh, work just as well and yeah so See, they, that, you know, is, that is I'm gonna interrupt you on that now I'm really yeah. sorry but that- <laughs> Okay, but so we're not laughing. But I think you like you raised a valid point that obviously. Check. Yeah. Okay. I don't want your guys' minds going in the gutter. It's not. (laughs) That's what you're thinking. That's not what I'm thinking. But no, I think it's sometimes low technology can serve its purpose as much as you know high tech stuff. So, oh, Angie, yeah. you're full of jokes today. No, I think it's it's good it's good to check yourself, really, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't know that's why I'm laughing. Like <laughs> that's like our that's like our you know the song by Ice Cube, and obviously we say a quote about it. But it yeah. is true though. Like checking yourself, a lot of times people don't feel that checking yourself is you know you're not going to find anything, or it's not worth mm-hmm. your time, or it's something you should put off, or just wait till the doctor does it again. But what you're yeah. saying, though, actually is quite impactful or has quite an impact. You're saying you actually just randomly found 
you randomly yeah. found bumps and lumps and yeah. what did you do about it then how did you approach that so i approached my doctor about it and i said you know i've got some i got a lump underneath my boob i've got one like right where we just did the biopsy in my back and you know and he felt it and he confirmed that yeah they do feel like bumps and bumps and although you know they weren't found on the last scans you know they're going to do new scans to see what's up and so they did and then they did the biopsy and another biopsy so i had like three biopsies in like under three weeks and one of them two of them came out negative but one of them came out cancerous so they're like okay this means that we have to start a new protocol I have to go through chemo again, but this time, instead of carboplatin and the top aside, it's carboplatin and, um, help me out here, the one that you're taking, Taxol. Taxol, yeah. yeah. Taxol, and I have to do radiation therapy again, but for two weeks straight. So I'm on a cycle of um, doing chemo once a week uh, for initially six weeks. And then I'm doing radiation therapy every day for two weeks. And I'm still taking my oral chemo pills. And I have to come in for blood tests like every other. So basically, I'm like in the hospital, like the whole. And they wanted me to do this as an outpatient. And I did the chemo the first day as an outpatient. But then the next day, I had to come back for scans. And I was just like completely out of breath. And I was just like... I was like, no, this is not going to work as an outpatient. I need to, if I'm going to be in and out of the hospital and I'm taking Ubers everywhere to try to avoid public transportation for COVID and everything, I'm like, it's better if I just park myself in the hospital. And I'm so glad I did it because at first I was like thinking, okay, bad, guilty mom, leaving Uh your kids right before the holidays and everything. But I'm like, if I don't do this now, I'm going to end up spending the holidays in the hospital. Right. And so I'm glad I, I trusted my instincts because today, like, I de- I'm developing what I think might be like a deep vein thrombosis because my leg just like completely swelled up and it's hard and I'm having an ultrasound tomorrow to see what's up with that. And had I been outpatient, you know, these would have taken so much longer to, you know, you don't have like on the spot, like 24 hour surveillance and care. And especially now that I'm doing both radiation and chemo at the same time, I don't know, you know, how my body's going to react. So yeah, wow. to make a long story short, I'm, I'm, I'm parking myself in the hospital until we're done with this radiation therapy. And, and I, I also honestly think you've, um, you, you did what you had to do, didn't you? I mean, yeah. I couldn't imagine you being home, you know, with a potential deep vein thrombosis you know, and, and trying to get an appointment to get back into the hospital and then obviously having to go through the whole rigmarole of Uber mm-hmm. and um, particularly with the, you know, we're in a, we're in a pandemic still, aren't we? Yeah. And um, yeah. it's just not as easy to be seen or to be heard or even to get anywhere. So, yeah. just, so it's one of those things that um, you definitely had to do, particularly as you're out of breath as well. You know, you can't be out of yeah. breath or what have you. And if, if you couldn't breathe yeah. or whatever, then that would be a challenge in itself. So you've done the right thing. And I mean, I hear what you're saying about the whole like mom guilt thing, but I think Mm -hmm. you're the aspect that you're coming from is it's better to sort it out now to get what you Mm -hmm. need. And then obviously ideally you'll be home for the holidays. That's what we would all want, wouldn't we? Or we do. Um, But you are in in the best place now. 
Yeah, and especially I have my mom and my two sisters coming for the holidays. And I haven't seen them in 17 months because we're in a pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, like, like, that's like what I'm looking forward to. I'm like, okay, I get to, okay, I'm spending two weeks in the hospital now, but I look, I get to look forward to being reunited with my kids and having my mom and my sisters come and we're spending like Christmas together and, you know, the, the kids will love it. And, you know, it'll be like one big extended family. I'm not saying happy family. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it is the yeah. holidays and it is, you know, it is what it is. But um, you know, we haven't had something like this in a while, so I'm 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 looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, and especially because um, I mean, not only you know they're they're in a pandemic in the states as well, and obviously people aren't seeing people like they used to as well. So yeah. being able to see you and have you guys all together will be quite nice, really. And then obviously yeah. your children can see them or what have you, and just sort of yeah. you know bring a bit of home to you during a tough time, really. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What are your holiday plans? Um, So in the UK, um, they've got it where you can sort of connect with different families um, over the holidays. Uh, So we'll be, I'll be cooking Christmas dinner. That was probably a whole nother podcast, (laughs) depending on how that goes, or it could be really short (laughs) and burnt. I don't know. Um, And then, yeah, we're going to see people. So we're able to see up to I think it's three families in total. So you can't see like three families on each different day for a period of days. It's like you can see the same three families for a, I think it's like a five day period, really. So obviously it's it's not like you can see 15 different families in that time period, which some people will take mm-hmm. it as that, I'm sure. <laughs> but that's not the case so, at yeah, all. So how, how did they come up with these numbers? I think what they probably expected is that people are going to break the rules. So why don't we come up with something <laughs> that they can still do what they want to do but do in a sensible way if that makes sense okay okay Um, and I think some people will take advantage they'll misunderstand or they'll just do what they want to do um Mm. you know but I I mean I almost kind of think it's like one Christmas out of many um Mm -hmm. so if I miss it then I miss it um you know we'll see but anyway it's nice to see people it's nice to spend time with people and you know especially the kids they miss it as well don't they so um People should be coming together. We're nearly there, actually. We're nearly there. Um, it's just a matter of holding out, really. Um, but yeah, so yeah. that's what I'll be doing over the holidays. And then I've—I know last year we report, recorded a podcast about our New Year's um, Eve. Oh, resolutions! Oh my goodness! I think it's out the window. Like so long ago, but yet it seems like yesterday. Yeah, it does, doesn't yeah. it? Like it. Yeah. I mean, it really does seem. I remember sitting in the same chair, actually. Um, trying to think of what I was going to say in, in regards to my resolutions because I didn't think about it beforehand so I was ad-libbing it and uh yeah I don't, I don't think I achieved all them I'm definitely not DJ Carly at the moment <laughs> I have to go back and listen to see what even I said like my chemo brain is so fried I don't even remember what my resolutions were I, I mean I don't and, I don't either you know so don't don't beat yourself up on that <laughs> And this was before the pandemic. Like, this yeah, was, like, yeah. a couple of weeks before. So I think everybody's resolutions were just, like, you know, this pandemic was, like, F your resolutions. Yeah, <laughs> actually, know? yeah, because we were in lockdown in, I think, March, wasn't it, really? So, um, yeah, that's when it started. Like, yeah, I so, remember, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just did, like, I climbed the O2, like, the week, I guess it just, like, the day, a few days after I did that, then it, we were in lockdown here in London. So, um. 
yeah, it seems like ages ago, but I definitely have not achieved what I set out to achieve. So I'll have to have a rethink actually. And I think maybe we should come up with some modern day plans just in case, you know, we're back in lockdown again and, and things like that, you know, so that might be something to, um, to do. If you get me come up with new resolutions. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Got you. Oh, it says my internet connection is unstable. Oh, sorry. It's, me. <laughs> it's the hospital. Well, let- Luckily, they don't luck- want me to do a podcast. Yeah, but luckily you are, luckily you're stable in the hospital, Angie, so don't leave us hanging, <laughs> okay? Don't leave yeah. us on a cliffhanger or I have to like yeah. get off the phone and start calling you or what have you. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the, uh, yeah, Christmas I think is in the works and I'm really looking forward to Christmas. Um, I just like eating all the food and I love <laughs> seeing different people and going out for, I would say like a walk, but I mean, a walk in the woods is a thing to do these days. <laughs> so it's not yeah. as like, I'm not as desperate to get out, but after, um, after I eat food, I'm definitely like going to get out and go for a walk, um, and maybe mm-hmm. stay or start the day. Um, but yeah, really just looking to sort of relaxing for a bit really, and just spending time with the children and, you know, mm. hanging out and, um, yeah. So obviously you're in the hospital. Yeah. So we'll have to yeah, yeah I know we were, we were coming up with like, well, we started to come up with ideas for what to do with my mom and sister when they're here. And we're like, oh yeah, yeah. you know, we can go to the chalet, we can go to Swiss mountains. It's like, no, no, we're still in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And you know, actually Switzerland's been getting a lot of flack from neighboring countries like yeah. Spain and France because Switzerland has decided that they're going to keep their ski slopes open. Oh, okay. The yeah. other countries, Money. the neighboring countries are, are closing them. And they're like, okay. well, this is not fair. Like, they should also. But, you know, Switzerland's like, well, no. You know, people, they, they can do it responsibly. And, you know, people still need to, like, enjoy their winter, I guess. And, it's outside um, skiing, right? Am I right? Skiing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yes. <laughs> okay. Just checking. <laughs> you don't see much, do you? <laughs> I'm joking because you can meet you can meet outside, can't you? You can go outside as long as you're yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. They're like, hey, I'm like I'm two minds about it. I'm like okay, like I'm not like an avid skier or whatever, but you know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, kids, you know, they they take um lessons and you know they're learning and stuff. And I'm like okay, well if the kids are still going to school in this pandemic and you know it's out like if if you absolutely have to ski, then okay, like it's on you. But um, yeah. you know, I I think. Yeah, you know, I guess if people have options to go, then they'll go. I mean, fresh air has always been a thing for me, like, especially during the pandemic, just making sure that I can go outside and, you know, get some fresh air and walk and stuff. So, yeah. But just to say that, like, you know, we can't, even though France is only like 20 minutes from the border, from where we live, you know, we still can't bring my my mom and sisters there because they're americans so you know oh yeah 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 so you got those rules too so like swiss people can go into france but i don't think americans can go i don't know it's it's all great yeah probably just end up staying in the apartment and (laughs) just chilling (laughs) out early yeah and i'll probably be so tired from like this double whammy chemo radiation thing that you know i'll just be like I don't know. I'm not going to speak anything into existence, but um, yeah. I mean, you know, I think you can. Day by day. 
yeah you can only you can only do what you do can do really um i, th I think your yeah. family will understand that and obviously if they want to go out and yeah. do things then they can go ahead and do that but, but maybe not i don't you. think they want to i think they're really here <laughs> just to support me yeah, exactly <laughs> and just spend time with the, the kids they haven't yeah seen yeah that's how that's actually how my parents are when they come to visit everybody's like oh have you taken this this and this and I'm like no they're just happy to see me <laughs> and the children yeah. and my husband they don't really need the entertainment that sort of a thing um yeah. I suppose if you yeah. were to do something sort of Christmassy um do you do um people in Switzerland do like Christmas lights and things are there lights displays or yeah oh you know? no not like America where you know you have like you drive yeah. through neighborhoods and see you know all right these. okay yeah no, but they do love their hanging Santa Claus where they put him like on like he's climbing through the window okay <laughs> and they have, yeah they have yeah. like a hanging Santa Claus that's just kind of like hanging out of the window and he's kind of climbing through and that's about as far as you get with like Christmas decorations nothing over okay. the top yeah this yeah. year actually funny enough here so obviously in the states people go crazy and um in, in my area in, in London, a lot of people actually have been putting up lights. So not like displays that you would see back home, although I've seen quite a, f a few of them that actually have had displays as such, um, mm. really over the top and things like that. Um, there's a really nice one on the top of my road that I love. Um, but mm. yeah, people have been decorating their windows. So kind of like making an advent calendar mm. day window. Oh, so okay. with the different numbers on them. And yeah, I've seen some really cool ones like Nutcracker and then someone did it like a skyline of London. And yeah, all mm. sorts of, I think they did one with the movie Elf with uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, <laughs> Elf, yes. oh, I love that movie. It's, it's great. It's a pleasure of mine. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, I mean, I haven't watched it yet this Christmas, but I'm definitely going to have to watch that. And, um, you know, just mm -hmm. sort of, people have been going a bit more festive than normal. And my husband actually bought some lights for the house as well. And we've not okay. had them out front. He's been thinking about it, but he actually did. We were like, yeah, it's a pandemic. Okay, we'll get get some not too over the top but just enough to like say oh yeah but I mean I put my Christmas tree up on November 22nd this year what? So. before Thanksgiving before Thanksgiving yeah so it was after my daughter's oh, birthday and um yeah okay. we, we'll keep it I'll just I'll keep this short <laughs> we had um we had bought sort of a fake tree um in the cells last Christmas and we've, we've had a real tree for many years now but we had bought a fake one and um Funny enough, they're a lot easier to put up these days than they were like when my parents had one back in the day. So there were no fights or anything. And it already mm -hmm. had lights on it as well. So it was just like three pieces. Oh. You tip it upside down and there you go. <laughs> there's your tree okay. with the lights. Okay. And there's no like stringing the lights, no disconnection, no oh, nothing. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, because when I was a kid, I, we'd have to put like each branch in, then fluff it up and then put the lights on. Mm -hmm. It was like a whole Yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah, a whole <laughs> procedure didn't always yeah. go down well actually yeah. <laughs> but this was like easy peasy one two three so the tree was okay. up and um yeah and then I got some I mean I went a little bit crazier than normal so I got some got some decorations for my girls um for their bedrooms um mm -hmm. not too crazy but just enough and uh and I also did like the pajama box thing which I would never do where you know you do it's a pajama box it's like when you do the Christmas Eve sort of thing where you get pajamas <laughs> and then um get like a hot chocolate or maybe a book or something like that but oh. I gave it to him all in one go and you know what the funniest okay. thing was Andy the funniest thing yeah. so I, I was all excited about having these I bought pink pajamas for us three girls my husband didn't want to do it and um said something about not being a fake unicorn on them and I was so excited uh -huh. that they all matched I saw these in the shop and I was like yes I've got to get them 
And then it turned out that I bought like a women's size for the girls. <laughs> I didn't know it, but I was in the shop. <laughs> so you never guess what I had to do just because I was like, I am not taking these back. We are all going to have these matching pajamas, <laughs> which is totally not like me. Normally I'm just like, whatever I have on, I have on. Um, I'm so, so we're in a pandemic. So what'd you we're do? in a pandemic. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to do this. They're pink. They're cute. And, um, I think I posted like just some of the, the flannel trousers on, on, on our Instagram page. And um, mm -hmm. I had to sew, I had to sew these trousers. So I rolled them up. So I don't know really how to sew. So I rolled up each mm -hmm. of the pant legs and then I, mm -hmm. and then I just sewed where like the fold was. So it's not like back in the uh -huh. day when you used to fold your trousers because you wanted to look cool. Oh, yeah. It was like, this, yeah, this is out of necessity. <laughs> yeah, this is like this total like hillbilly fold with a, with like these threaded things that are at the bottom. And needless to say, though, the funny bit is they have not tried them on yet. So there you go. Oh, no. All your hard work and they haven't tried them on? Well, it turns out they like, they prefer onesies. So, but I am not taking them back. I'm not taking them back. Um, they will have them. And I think they could probably fit in them probably their whole adult life really so they're okay <laughs> so i guess it was oh a bit God. of forward thinking but that i mean that kind of leads yeah. me to the discussion um so you know you're on the tax one of the tax drugs so i was on docetaxel and i mm -hmm. used to get uh neuropathy in my hands and my feet a bit mm -hmm. as well so it's like when you lose you kind of like it's not like the missy right yeah, so it's like the, you know, the Missy Elliott song, music makes you lose control. Oh, oh yeah. you know that song. So it's not quite like um that, but it was just like your hands just like, they move, but you kind of lose the feeling. But it's like this, I don't know if it's like a numb feeling or what it is. Like you think you're doing what you're meant to be doing, but you're not. <laughs> That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Then I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do buttons up back in the day. And I think the last time I tried to sew was when, probably when I had neuropathy, and oh um, which I don't know why I would be doing that because I don't sew anyway but my mom was visiting and she brought like a sewing kit with her <laughs> and I couldn't mm -hmm. even like thread the needle because <laughs> I couldn't get oh my God. um but anyway I can oh. laugh about it now can't I but um you know you might yeah. potentially get neuropathy but it does go I, I'm hoping I don't because I still like braid hair and you know I've got yeah, like yeah that's you know, more clients and stuff and <laughs> yeah yeah you've got your hands going but I mean I'm talking about like something specific like doing a button where you have to kind of go through but if you're but that was kind of like new to me like the whole sewing thing mm -hmm. and all that stuff so maybe because um you've been doing hair for hair for many many years it will be easier for you but didn't you use like ice packs on your hands though so yes, maybe I that did. Will work. oh my gosh I came suited and booted I had <laughs> I had like tell ice packs on my head. Tell them. Tell um, them. <laughs> I walked up to chemo with like, and I was ready to go. I had, you know, like an ice pack on my head and I had it. Um, I had the, um, the hat on top of my head. And I think that kind of helped because I had a slight, a slightly elevated temperature with the ice pack on my head. Did <laughs> so you have I'm a hat? Was, did you, let me just visualize this. So you had an ice pack on your head. And you must have had yes. a hat. You had a hat on, right? I had a hat on top of the ice pack. But didn't, that hurt, I was, didn't that hurt your head without like a, like a washcloth or a flannel or anything? You just had it on your, That must well, have hurt. Well, I had, really no, I had yeah. a scarf on. Okay. okay. And then I put the ice pack on top of the scarf. Okay. And then yeah. I put the hat on top of the ice pack. Okay. And then when I went into the chemo treatment room, that, you know, they take your temperature and stuff. And she was like, oh, you know, it was like, 37.5 um celsius okay and yep. um 
you're considered, you know, to have, they said it's slightly elevated. Like if anything above a 38 is considered, you know, feverish. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, if it's 37.5 with this ice pack on my head, <laughs> like, you know, I probably do have a slight fever. But anyway, you know, I'm, I'm feeling okay. And I was yeah. getting ready because my husband bought, you know, ice packs for my hands and my feet, especially because, you know, you were telling me about this neuropathy. And with, I'm on, I'm on Paxitaxol. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I don't know how uh, to say that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's what I was taking. And and I was getting ready to put it on my hands and feet. And then the nurse was like, oh, no, we have this here. You know, you don't have to. Like, we, we have gloves, like fitted gloves. And and um, feet. they said they had the feet, but actually they didn't. Mm. It was for the head. And I ended up having to put two head things on my feet. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's, and I'm, I'm usually a cold person. Like, not cold, you know, in my personality wise I mean just like physically like I, I get cold very easily so yeah. I was a little bit um concerned that I would I would be freezing to death like while getting this chemo drip but you know actually it went pretty fine and I was like okay you know I can do this and I saw the cold caps but I saw the price of them I was like there's no way I'm spending this much money on a cold cap not guaranteeing if I'm going to lose my hair again or not so I went on YouTube and I found uh you know make your own DIY cold cap heating system thing and it involved like rubbing alcohol and water and like oh, wow. you know this stuff but I was just like uh my husband was like okay maybe let, let's chill off of that on, on that a little bit let's just get you a, a regular ice pack and just put it on your head <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And um yeah, that's yeah. very like DIY really. Very um home yeah. improvement. Very anti improvement, I guess you could say, <laughs> not home improvement. Um yeah. I, I admire your um persistence to keep your hair going and also to Yeah, you know, I I've been so. I mean I've been rocking the bald look and you know, I've gotten compliments and I've assumed yeah, you look great. And, you know, yeah, you look great. I, thank you, thank you. But I'm like, you know, it's been like a month now of hair growth and and I'm like I like seeing my hair grow and I'm like it'd be sad for me to lose it again um you know I mean of course it is what it is if it happens it happens but I'm like okay well if I can prevent it from happening then I'm gonna try so yeah yeah I can't remember when I was on tax I think maybe I only lost my like eyelashes or eyebrows or something like that so it wasn't the full shebang so to speak um Mm -hmm. so fingers crossed for you um I suppose when yeah. I, when I, I did really sort of value after like kind of losing eyelashes and I think we've maybe talked about before nose hairs and things like that. Like I really value yeah. them now. <laughs> They're just such a yeah. necessity, aren't they? Aren't you know, they? Yeah. My, my sister who lost her job because of the whole pandemic thing yeah. and she's, you know, flight attendants and, you know, flights are not flying and all that stuff. But she did like last year or two years ago, got me this like, um, Latisse kind of um, eyebrow, uh, eyelash growing things, which I never okay. used, right? Yeah, but then, yeah. like, once I started losing my eyelashes, I was like, okay, well, let me just try this out just to see. Oh my gosh, I, like, okay, they're not sponsoring this post or anything, <laughs> no, but yeah. I have like eyelashes of a giraffe now. Like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe I'll have I, to try some of that. Give me the details I after we get off the show. And, yeah, uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, not only are my eyelashes back, but they're like back where people, you know, get 
people pay to get these like I look like I have individual lashes like put in oh wow I'm gonna have to hear about that I'm gonna have to hear about that definitely because I am and I dabbed a little bit on my eyebrows and so now like my eyebrows are thick again I'm like oh my gosh I have to start like plucking and you know oh yeah but yeah that's the so. funny thing, actually, when you lose it and then you find out you've got to do the jobs again. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. I know. I went for like six months without shaving my armpits or like yeah, waxing yeah. or my leg hairs, nothing, bikini, nothing. Yeah, and yeah. now it's like, oh, going back. I was like, huh, interesting. But yes. I think I'm still not going to shave. <laughs> it's quite nice. <laughs> like TMI, to, actually, nice. Yeah, it's just nice not to have to do it, really. Um, but yeah, you'll have to definitely tell me about that sort of um, eyelash thing. And um, with the eyelashes, like my daughter, my eldest daughter, she's got really those really thick eyelashes that you described that people would pay for. Mm. And um, yeah, you know, I truly admire them, actually. So well done for that, actually. That just sounds yeah. like something definitely to check out, really. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you're just in the hospital, relaxing. Probably have to let you get going soon. They'll probably cut you off soon and say, Missy, you the need to go to bed. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I was afraid you guys would hear her, but it's probably like, okay, because it, it's like 1230 in the morning and the walls are not that thick. So. Yeah. And we sometimes like, talk a bit loud, don't we? Yeah. So we're like, why is she still up? And why is she talking to her computer? <laughs> Who is she talking to? Oh, did she bring you, did she bring you any biscuits and a cup of tea or anything or? I had my cup of tea already before going to bed. And, and that's oh, the other awesome. thing about being in the hospital because like, you know, you're, you, I feel like I'm being waited on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, as opposed to being home where you have to worry about, not worry, but, you know, like, you just have to be on, you know, you don't, your kids have demands, you know, they want to do things. And if you're too tired, yeah, you know, there's a whole, like, mom guilt thing. Whereas here, it's just like, I'm being the one, like, being taken care of you know yeah like, yeah yeah and i think that's um, worry about yeah i think that's an interesting sort of parenting with cancer or being a, a mom or a dad with cancer is that um the, the duties never stop do they and obviously children no. have needs and, and they think in the moment and in the now and um it's hard to kind of manage that but in in your situation specifically at the moment you definitely need to be in the hospital and and yeah. looked after and yeah. just sort of having having your nighttime cup of tea i mean i used to have yeah like a favorite nurse that was on the night shift <laughs> and she'd come around and she'd bring me it was like I think it was probably 10 o'clock in the evening so it was quite late really but she'd bring me like a basket of, packet of biscuits they were called shorty biscuits um oh yeah and, I remember those and uh, have a, I would have a pot of tea um and I don't know my drink tea I mostly drink coffee but I thought oh this is great pot of tea mm. and it was just like my like calm moment time just to like unwind and chill out <laughs> I loved it yeah, yeah. and, and can what, I say how like privilege we are to even have this option because i'm thinking like you know in the states you, you yeah. know like to just be like okay yeah i'm gonna check myself in the hospital and not worry about you know the medical bills and you know how much this is gonna cost um yeah yeah you know, the fact that we have like good health insurance that allows us yeah. to do this and it's, and it's not like i'm doing it out of i mean it is a necessity you know you're doing it for a but reason like, you have like yeah preventative too. DBT. yeah um i think with my insurance company they would probably make me justify it um 
but then obviously yeah. it would be you know particularly in your situation that would be absolutely fine but um, and oh, we, yeah. are, I mean, we are we are very justify but yeah yeah, yeah. um we are but very just to lucky. say that like you know yeah we are we are lucky and privileged to have that option and to be able to do that because i know so many people don't have don't, that yeah. option and so many, like, and my heart goes out to people who, like, when I'm, you know, like, undergoing chemo and radiation and thinking they can't take time off work, they have to do this in between, you know, like, lunch breaks, or they have to take days off or sick days, and then, you know, you're not feeling yourself, you know, you're not feeling like yourself, but you still have to, like, perform and be on, like, you just don't know the silent battles people are going through, um when you see them i mean okay now we're in a pandemic so you know there's i guess but i'm talking about you know like essential workers mm. people that have to be you know like present and 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 be in like the hospitality um services and stuff i mean it's 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 a lot it's yeah it is a lot and i yeah. i always have um gratitude i think just the gratitude for people that go in day in day out putting their lives at risk so we yeah. get the care that we need or other people get the care that we need and then also like you said the people that are in different situations <clears throat> excuse my throat sorry um where um you know they are having to sell their house or whatever just to get what yeah. they need and yeah. no I, I think about so many different i just feel I mean, sometimes you would think as like having had cancer at a young age and stuff that there's not much gratitude to that story. You know, it's pretty grim. Mm -hmm. People give you those sulking looks or what have you. And, but I think, mm -hmm. I think there is lots to say, you know, in regards to positives, there are lots of positives. Um, and it's really yeah. just sort of finding those positives and also feeling for other people as well. And just sort of trying to help as, as best as we can, you know, given our mm -hmm. own situations as well. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just one of those things that I think the way we are, Angie, we, we won't stop doing that. We'll always think of other people and no. how we what we can Can't do. Can't stop, won't stop. Exactly. <laughs> always think of ways to help or try and make a difference in a way that will make it easier for other people. Um, I yeah. think that's what we're all about. But we probably should actually let you get going to bed now because obviously your nurse is probably yeah. going to come around and, and check your blood pressure <laughs> or something soon. <laughs> and then she's like, why do you need my blood pressure at, at midnight? It, it it hasn't changed since 10 p.m. Thanks. Well, they might they might come around soon then because it could be every two hours. I don't know what's in your book. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think from, from from now it's like they'll probably come again at 4 a.m. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Then, when they're on like, their rounds again. Six, yeah. yeah, starting from six, like every 30 minutes, there, you know, here. But yeah. whatever, I'm not complaining. You know, this is I wanted to be surveilled because you know this is uncharted territory for me and. You know, the fact that, like, I can get an ultrasound tomorrow because I have this thing, like, if I were at home, you know, it would take me at least a couple of days to get into the system and have it checked out and stuff, so. Yeah, you, yeah. Need, pro you need proper checking, especially if you can't breathe properly. Yeah. Come on, you need to be where yeah. you are. You don't need to justify yeah. that to anybody. You need to be where I you know. are, and that is okay. That is okay. Yeah. It's okay, Angie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so, um... Note. Yeah, let's get going. Anyway, your nurse will be coming soon, so we best let you get going. And yeah, okay. stay in touch. See you next time. Next Bye. Time. Bye. Cracking Cancer Chit Chat is where we are at, folks. Keeping it real and letting you in on how we really feel. 
It ain't easy for us, and we hope you never join our cancer team. Know what we mean? But if you or yours do, we're here for you. So check yourself and be the best version of you. It's all, it's all you, you can, can do. do. Bye, okay. Angie. Yeah. Bye. That, was, that wasn't too bad, actually.